You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. Jesus and his disciples have made the trip to Jerusalem. And in the gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there's only one trip to Jerusalem. And it's the one that ends with betrayal and arrest and crucifixion. They're in Jerusalem and they've been in the temple. Now, you might have seen pictures of the temple before, but it's hard for us in our sort of modern society to get a sense of how huge this place was. We're used to skyscrapers, but if you have ever been to Jerusalem or seen a picture of what the temple looked like, it sits at the highest point of the town. It stands on this huge, gigantic platform with big buildings around, but nothing higher than this massive stone building with doors 20 feet tall as you enter into, and a series of courtyards that lead you to those doors. It is a massive, impressive building. And for faithful Jews, this was not just nice architecture. This was the place where God resided, where God's holiness and presence, the kingdom of heaven touched earth. It was a sign and a symbol of Jewish hope and expectation of God coming to set all things right. And Jesus and his disciples have been in the temple. And as they're leaving, one of the disciples says, look at that building. Look at those giant stones. And it's not just bragging about the architecture. He's pointing out what an amazing thing we've done. Look at who we are. The symbol of who we are. Proud and strong and never finally defeated. Even as the Roman Empire is oppressing folks who disagree with them, even as the Roman Empire is putting Jewish folks off to the side and keeping them held down by taxes and by a lack of access to all the rights afforded to Roman citizens, even in the midst of that, the Jewish folks could look at the temple and say, do you see that someday, someday everything will be all right like it was before? And then Jesus says, do you see those stones? Do you see that building? All of it's going to get torn down, thrown apart. Not a stone will be left standing here. Huh. (laughs) It's a remarkable architectural thing to build the thing. It's maybe even more impressive to take it apart so there's nothing left of it. But what's astounding for the disciples who are gathered that day around Jesus and for the earliest readers of Mark's gospel is not the engineering work of disassembling the building. It's what it would mean to them. Do 
You see that Capitol building in Washington, D.C., I tell you, just a few years from now, there won't be a bit of it left. Do you see those towers in New York? I tell you, friends, that sign of our financial, economic superiority one day will be nothing but rubble and death and dust. When Jesus says that the temple will be destroyed, it doesn't just say, look how powerful it is, an act of taking something apart. It is absolute destruction of culture and faith and hope that he's talking about. And in the year 70, and it's indeed exactly what happens, after a series of rebellions by primarily Jewish folks wanting to throw off the oppression of the Roman Empire. They've had enough. The Roman Empire then sends all of the Jewish folks who live in Jerusalem out. It scatters them across the empire and takes the temple apart stone by stone, and it's not been rebuilt in 2,000 years. And for faithful Jewish folks, including the earliest followers of Jesus, it was an apocalyptic moment. Everything they knew and trusted and believed in had been taken apart, had been destroyed, had been torn down. Our Capitol building in our nation still stands. But most of us were quite shocked by an insurrection that happened just so many months ago. When people took arms and anger into that building. But while our building still stands, it does feel like a lot of things are starting to fall apart, doesn't it? Our sense of who we are as a nation together feels like we've been torn into three or four different parts. And it's not just national politics that feels like it's beginning to fall apart. The United Methodist Church is falling apart. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know how up you are on United Methodist news. I assume not that much. Because if... I don't see it that much. You probably see it less than I do because they have my name wherever they keep those names. They know how to find me. But the Council of Bishops, our Episcopal bishop leaders from around the world gathered in a meeting over the last uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, and they issued a declaration about how it is they see us moving forward separately. We've all realized for a long time that this day is probably coming and it's getting closer and closer and closer. It's supposed to have already happened, of course, in 2020 when we were going to gather for our general conference to vote on how it is that we would graciously and as kindly as possible separate from one another, those who are welcoming of our LGBTQ siblings and those who are not. but 2020 got canceled because of COVID and then it goes postponed to 2021 and then 2022, which may happen, but already we're realizing that it may not happen. 
But it's very clear that we are falling apart. The United Methodist Church as a denomination is going to be radically different three or four years from now than it is right now. And it's not just national politics. It's not just our denomination. Doesn't it feel like even things that we've known so well for so long aren't the same anymore? We don't get to sing in church, for goodness sakes. We have lots of empty space in our pews, not just at the front, but even at the back. Surely a sign of the apocalypse. And I know that most of us have probably spent some time over the last 20 months and maybe some sleepless nights wondering whether our congregation will ever be the same. Will it ever feel like it used to feel? Will we ever get back to what feels comforting and familiar and normal? What do we do when it all feels like it's falling apart? After Jesus has told his disciples, not one stone's going to be left on this thing, and they're left sort of flummoxed and confused, they end up a little bit later on the Mount of Olives across the valley, looking over the city of Jerusalem. Right there, you can see the temple. It's really prominent. And four of the disciples come up and they say, look. So, okay, fine. <laughs> Temple's going to get destroyed. How, what signs, indications, hints? Why well, are we going to know <laughs> what's happening? And Jesus doesn't give them a date or a time or even a way to know what's about to happen. You notice that? By the way, Jesus says in another place, when somebody asks him about when it's all going to start falling apart, how they're going to know, he says, nobody knows the day or time or hour when this is going to happen. Not even me. So next time you hear someone or get one of those flyers in your mailbox or you see a marquee that says, end times, or something pops up on Facebook, and says, these are the signals of the end times. Brothers and sisters, Jesus said that's a lie. So don't get your knickers in too much of a twist about what might happen next Thursday. Jesus doesn't give them a direct answer about what they should be looking for. He just says, look, there's going to be all sorts of things that look like they're falling apart. There will be wars and rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom. All kinds of things are going to happen in your life that you're going to see and hear about. And then he warns them not to fall prey to people who will step into moments of fear and anxiety and loss and lie to them. who will say, I'm here to save it. I'm the one who's going to fix it. Only I can keep you safe. When you hear those words, brothers and sisters, what you're talking about is a false messiah. Someone who thinks they're the ones to fix it. And all you have to do is just commit yourself completely and wholly. And by the way, a monthly donation wouldn't hurt to their way of doing things. Whether they or political demagogues, or false religious leaders, these people show up every time the world feels like it's falling apart, and they offer you 
promises of safety and security. We're going to make things great like they used to be, comfortable like they used to be, familiar like they used to be. We're going to be the ones who get it all solved and are safe because we know the secrets. We have the power. God's on our side. Brothers and sisters, also, those are lies. I know you know this. This is not news to you. But it is human nature when it feels like the things that are safe and secure, that we know, that are comfortable, familiar, that help us to see the world in a certain way, when all of that begins to fall apart, we should be scared. It is natural to be scared. We shouldn't be too comfortable with that because it means we're probably not paying much attention. It is unsettling when things fall apart. It is scary to think that we may not go back to the way things used to be, and I have bad news for you. We're not ever going to be exactly like we were in the year 2019. Not at this congregation, not as a denomination, not as a city, not as a nation, not as a world. Of course we feel unsettled, but don't let our fear... Don't let our fear make us unfaithful. Faithfulness is not about showing up to worship on Sundays. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad you're here. I like it when you show up for worship on Sundays in line or on per in person or online. I like it when you come to the Bible studies and the small groups. I like it when you give your donations to the church so that we can do ministry. But that is not the measure of faithfulness, ultimately. Faithfulness is about trusting in God's work in the world, even when everything feels like it's falling apart. It's easy. Angie and I were talking before worship started about football because what else would we talk about? And we talked about how hard it can be to be a, a fan of a sports team when it's going badly. I grew up the son of two graduates of the University of Texas. And last year, the football team was not very good. So they fired the football coach they had brought in because the coach before him was not very good. So they brought in a new football coach this year, and he seems to be worse than the coach they had before. We've lost... Five games in a row. First time that's happened at the University of Texas since 1956. I know. We lost. We lost in Austin to the Kansas Jayhawks, who had not won a conference road game in 56 tries. The measure of my... Texas Longhorns fandom is not when they are competing for national championships. It's right now. When it's hard. When they're terrible. And if it's true for something as unimportant as football, it's also more true for our faith. Our faith should be shaped for when we are in hard times. 
challenging times, when it feels like it's all falling apart, that's when our faith is proved. We don't give in to fear. We don't throw our support to the demagogues and the false religious teachers who would tell us that, oh, I am the one who can fix it. I know the secrets. I can tell you how to get through this. We double down, we triple down on the things that Jesus teaches us about loving and caring for our neighbors, about tearing down the walls that divide us, about stepping across the borders and the boundaries that separate us from one another. That's when we live out our faith most fully. Jesus finishes his conversation with Peter, James, John, and Andrew there on the Mount of Olives. And he says, you're going to see all kinds of things, wars and rumors of wars and nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. It's going to feel like the whole world is falling apart. And this, he says, this is the beginning. Did you catch what it's the beginning of? It's not the beginning of the end. He doesn't say, this is the beginning of this. How are you going to know it's all about to fall apart is when you start seeing these things. Brace yourselves. He says, this is the beginning of the birth pangs. And suddenly everything about what Jesus has been saying about the temple falling, being taken apart, everything Jesus has said about the rumors and the things that will frighten us and unsettle us, what Jesus has been teaching his disciples and teaches us about a world that seems to be disintegrating before our very eyes is that it is not the beginning of the end, it is the beginning of something new being born. Something new that is coming out of what seems to be the death of something. This is what the gospel is all about. This is the disciples' trip with Jesus to Jerusalem when he's going to find himself betrayed and arrested and crucified. But the story doesn't end there. It is absolutely true that there are things in our world that seem to be falling apart because they are. The United Methodist Church is going to divide. We don't know where the division is going to happen or what the future looks like, but there's no doubt that there will be a different United Methodist Church four years from now than there is now. Our nation is in the midst of all kinds of upheaval, and let's not pretend that it's not real and legitimate, but what is happening in the midst of the United Methodist Church, what is happening in our nation, what is happening around the world, is not the end of things, it is something new being born. A world that is more just for all of God's children. A United Methodist denomination that is more welcoming of all of God's children. A Hillsborough United Methodist Church, or whatever we're called a few years from now, that is more faithfully open to the community around us. This is not the end, brothers and sisters, when things fall apart. It is the beginning when things fall apart. And our faith invites us to be the ones who help to make the new thing. To be midwives of God's kingdom being born in our midst. These are the beginnings of the birth pangs, says Jesus. We get to be the ones who help to the new thing be born. I don't know what the world looks like a year from now, two years from now, four years from now. 
I don't know what the United Methodist Church looks like a year or two or four years from now. I don't know what the Hillsboro United Methodist Church looks like a year or two or four from now. But I know that God is at work to bring new things to life. Because this is what God does time and time and time again. And we get to be midwives for the new thing that is being born. And that, my brothers and sisters, is the good news. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you.